Today on the Cordially Indicted Docket. I said something along the lines of like, you're not paying me to have a perfect wedding. Like, I mean, that is the goal, essentially. Yes, of yeah. course. Like, that is what the the thinking is, right? But you're actually paying me so that you can think that you had the perfect wedding. Because you're not going to. Yes. The wedding will not be perfect. It absolutely no, it not. is not. You're paying for me to make you think that it was perfect. Yes. And that's where it is. That is, is you're going to see it. You are cordially indicted. Welcome to the courthouse, a place where we walk the line between couples planning their biggest day ever and the professionals who make it happen. Meet your counsel and co-host, Rachel Willis, a wedding planner, and Kelsey Williams, a wedding designer. The world is evolving and weddings are no exception. Navigating this industry can be as challenging as it is rewarding, and there's a lot of information out there. We're here to set the record straight and give our best counsel as you plan for the big day, no matter which side you're on. We're gonna give it to you straight. This is a safe place for honest conversations surrounding potentially controversial topics in the wedding world. Be prepared for some strong opinions and harsh truths, but above all, a desire to bring clarity to an otherwise enigmatic industry. Feel free to reach your own verdict. And remember, we don't mean to judge. Allegedly. Welcome back to another episode. We're still in the single digits, but we're, almost we're there. getting there. We're almost episode 10. Almost. Hopefully when we, we make it there. Once we do that, we will stop counting them because we keep saying we're, we're not going to count them. But it's too exciting to not count right now. Well, I think if we make it to episode 10, we will have to celebrate since Miss Williams' schedule is just so tight these days. I sound Williams. No, that's I remember when it was Sam and I's anniversary and I was like, but it was like our dating anniversary. Like we're not yes. married yet. And I was like making a reservation for dinner and like our hotel reservation and I was like yes Aaron. they were like and they always had the the drop down they're like is this for a special occasion and I said yes anniversary and so we arrive at the hotel and arrive at dinner and they're like welcome Mr. and Mrs. Williams because I was the name on the reservation so they assumed that it was my name which I loved actually Samuel Williams Samuel Williams <laughs> Yep. Sam's last name is Guzman, so this is why it's funny. That's funny because he is. You know what? He's progressive. <laughs> He's hip. He would totally take your last name. I if actually you him too. I could. I can literally ask him right now. But I'll ask him after this, and we'll we'll follow <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm sure he would. I'm, I'm sure, sure he would. Too. But no, it's fine. I'm I'm okay with being a Guzman. That now that's gonna confuse people when I introduce myself. <laughs> like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Guzman. <laughs> like the whole other whole other like type of throat off of like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy girl (laughs) wow Mm -hmm. novel i am indeed i am well today is a very apropos topic we are gonna be talking about the um phenomenon i was gonna say elusive but it's not elusive it we feel it all the time. <laughs> it's very much present. Um, but yes, when we talk about our friend event hangover, we are both hot off the heels of a very intense, very busy wedding weekend. And um, the s- symptoms are honestly still with us as we record. 
so we're not sure like how long this episode that could this is a very short episode that could also mean this is a longer episode because I kind of go time blind and can't Me too. I, yeah, listen just to, like, I can't I listen to other uh, podcasts and there's they seem so short but they seem like they cover a lot of stuff and then I listen to ours and I'm like why are ours so long <laughs> you know we're still we're, we're figuring it out you know and we're not like we don't also have producers like I feel like a lot of the other podcasts at this point have production you know fair in a way in search almost. of producers for podcasts for two people that don't know what they're doing have zero sense of time and a very inconsistent <laughs> schedule hey, yeah thanks. super like I'm figuring it out but um yeah we're we're just both busy I feel like there's times when like we try to figure out like around Rachel's schedule too and it's like when are you available You're like, no 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 I have that consult and I have this and I have this meeting and after and I'm networking and there's a lot going on right now I'm on the downswing though things are about to enter a season of a different kind I just say a different kind of busy it's a little bit less hectic in the sense that it's me going all over the place but I will still be kept busy oh yeah weddings but because you're never you know whenever you're not actually feet on the ground at a venue doing a wedding it's you know where it's time to order invitations for your fall weddings and it's time to start discussing like okay what are we doing for our escort chart and what are we submitting like Rachel recently submitted like day of stuff to me like what who you know coordinating those vendors and making sure that you get all those ducks in a row so that when it is actually time to like jump on the wedding like execution part you're ready to go so there's you're either planning or executing but you're never just like doing nothing really and yeah. if you are so been busy tell. i actually think that yeah how relation, you doing that really yeah i think in relation to some other planners though i think i have a fairly healthy work life balance um and i'm not as busy as some other you know of my peers and friends in the sense that like i do seem to have a little bit more time to myself when needed but you know, we all just we all just out here trying to do what works for ourselves. Anyway. Yes, we are. So anyway. that's that. Um, I would say, Rachel, what'd you do last weekend? <laughs> <laughs> but I that's honestly the topic of the episode. So maybe it's just best if we just we'll recap it get in right morning. into it. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll hear it well, soon enough. You know what is sad is I literally cannot think of what my life consisted of 48 hours past or past 48 hours from this moment ago grammatically Mm. that was not correct my brain is not working event hangover there it is (laughs) and this literally like it's happening to us yeah this is a two-day hangover yesterday no (laughs) yeah just no all motor functions remained entirely dedicated to converting oxygen into carbon dioxide mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's about it staying awake my brain yesterday was a windows blue screen remember blue screen of death <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like the screen that popped up on like your pcs like in the 90s and the early 2000s where it was just like that bright blue and it just had all that oh, like yeah. error code and white yeah that was my brain yesterday <laughs> It's a rainbow yep. spinning wheel, basically. The rainbow original. spinning wheel. Today, I think I've evolved 
from just nope windows air screen to at least like we're attempting to compute some functions like the i feel like the wheel <laughs> is indicative of like things trying to boot up <laughs> like attempts are being made but yesterday no way but just going in an endless loop of correct yeah no that's accurate it, yeah solid so. metaphor um well, so you don't remember anything from last week but yeah so i couldn't recap if i wanted to that's great that's really good to hear. <laughs> I guess I could look at my calendar and see what my life was like. <laughs> so much, so much going on, y'all. It is when people are like, what's your busy season? It It's this. It's this. It's just dates. Certain dates are just more popular than others. So many people got married on May 27th and, and it's Memorial Day weekend. So it's going to influence that as well. There's just more holidays in the spring and the fall that lure people into these wedding dates. So mm-hmm. we're busier and sometimes we have multiples per weekend and then it's just like (laughs) don't yeah never again honestly if you can help it really it's just so exhausting but if you have like a bigger team or if you're part of a firm sometimes you can like divide and conquer um and just be wary of those just know that on any given weekend somebody said oh my god everyone's gonna be off work so we can get married that weekend because people don't have to take days off and it's great and your event professionals are like yeah that's so good you're (laughs) off work (laughs) so (laughs) I have to work (laughs) I'm so happy for you no but this is nice because since today is memorial day most places are closed Mm -hmm. and we you know it's usually very rough trying to justify well not rough but you know we often run into like people are like it's Monday you're working today even though you had a wedding over the weekend so it can be a little bit hard to get some of that recovery time on a Monday but because it's Memorial Day it feels a little bit more like everyone's kind of expecting that everything is a little bit slower today and that it's a holiday you know yes so the fact that it is Monday and I just kind of I'm doing a a half day because my email was shot on Friday. And so I'm trying to catch up, but you know, that aside, most other things aren't happening today. So we do kind of actually get to have a weekend. Yes. Kind of. That's, I'm really happy about that because we do need it. This was a very intense wedding weekend, which we are, we're going to get into that right now. And, And why Mondays are, and why Mondays are so important. All that, all that and more. In just a few minutes. <laughs> should, I mean, should we just go ahead and disclaimer? Let me just do it. Yeah. I don't know if I can do this. Can this you? Fast. I don't <laughs> do you want to try? Is it within your ability? <laughs> oh, God. I'll try it. Shoot. I mean, but hey, this will be the disclaimer that will indicate to our listeners the effects of the event hangover. What? Like I'm saying, like if if you say it and it's not perfect, it'll be like, yeah, like we're about to talk about why. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> you just spell things out for me. Okay, <laughs> see. <laughs> okay, Rachel and Kelsey have differing opinions from time to time, as will you. The intent of the pod is not to offend, but to inform and educate us to ta- as to <laughs> how your decisions affect not just the professionals involved but you your partner your family and everyone affiliated with the success of your wedding we know this is emotional weddings are emotional and as always we welcome you to make your own judgment and these are just our opinions to garner open a discussion that could have been worse 
It could have been worse. Well, great job. I'm going to call that a success. And I'm also going to call this episode to order. All right. So we've mentioned it a couple of times before, I'm pretty sure, right? We've talked about event hangover. It's in our glossary. Yeah, which I do have to make. Oh my gosh. I have to like sit down and add some some content to the to the site. Um, now that we have more content to add to the site. That's so exciting. Like I was kind of like pulling from a very small database at first, but now we actually have like guests and episodes and sound bites and all these fun things I could do. Um, but yeah, event hangover or wedding hangover or whatever you want to call it. This is a feeling that I know I first experienced in the year 2017, where I had not had any alcohol. I had not gone clubbing or done any partying. I had done a open house event where we showcased the venue to uh, Arboretum couples and I had exerted myself in a way that I had not ever exerted myself before uh, in the in the effort of executing this event. And the next day we had to go to work because this was like a Tuesday, of course. So Wednesday morning I wake up and I feel like I've been hit by a bus. I feel as though I had so much alcohol and I'm literally like headache and groggy, tired. You know, that feeling where your muscles are just like drained of all of their strength. I felt like the scene in Hercules where like Hades takes his <laughs> strength away from him and like throws the the, <laughs> the weights on him and he can't move. And Second all, Hercules like, reference in a row. Yes. Look at us. I love okay, Hercules. Sorry. I I am a Hercules gal. That's a fun fact about Kelsey. Anyway, yeah. And it felt like I had a hangover from alcohol, but really the hangover was caused by the fact that I had just exerted a whole lot of energy and mental energy as well to the execution of an event. And I remember checking in with my coworkers, one of whom was Rachel at the time. And like, does anyone else feel like they just died? Died and were and and I wouldn't even say like died and like were resurrected because I didn't feel fully. Finished. I would like it. I didn't feel resurrected. I felt maybe reanimated. No, like, I feel like my body fully went through rigor mortis and then came back to yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> like I was embalmed and then like was expected to walk around on two feet. It was bad and it was so bad because also I'd never felt it before. So I was like, "What in the world is going on here?" Um, event hangover. That's what it is. And if you talk to any wedding professional who has ever been on site at an event, they will tell you that they have felt event hangover. So just imagine the worst hangover you've had. Maybe not with as much as the sickness, um, but definitely just like the physical symptoms of a alcohol hangover happens to event professionals, especially the ones who are on their feet for a longer period of time on wedding day. And yeah, some of the symptoms include headache, uh, dehydration muscle fatigue very much dehydrated very fatigued plantar fasciitis Um, plantar fasciitis (laughs) achilles tendonitis (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you feel sore you're dehydrated because typically you're on your feet you're not drinking enough water because you can't like what time you have complete brain fog um you can't think of your own name half the time it's just your mind and body are juggling so many different things and it it just makes for a it makes for a tough day the next day 
Yes. I think that was the first one I had my event hangover as well. Because even though I was a manager before you at the Arboretum, I think I I started being a manager right after the fall open house in 2016. I think it was like the next week I was a manager. So I think we both had our first open house at the same time, which is I think I remember that, that. which is the event that we're talking about. Um, And I felt it then, too. And I think the mental like because I remember when I was a manager, you know, as the managers, they get to kind of they got to leave early from the event back when we were there. It's a little different now, but we would be there for setup. Then once things were kind of coasting through and ceremony was done, cocktail hour, everyone had sat down for dinner. That was about the time that the managers would leave. Right. Never really felt anything after that. Even mm-hmm. on the days that I would do like ceremony after ceremony, like I was tired, but like I never really quite felt the, it, it was never like event hangover level. Yeah. The hangover it, wasn't there for some yeah. reason. So I think it has something to do with the, the pressure, the mental gymnastics, everything that goes into when you are the sole person orchestrating everything going on around you and you've got people asking you questions and you've got a lot of pressure, emotional, self-inflicted, external, yes. all the things. Yeah. Um, that plus trying to just stay calm on any and all emergencies, the physical toll. It's like the culmination of all these things is I think where the actual event hangover comes in. And like where I think like photographers feel it is because they're having to run a timeline, you know, a lot of the times with like photos, like they are Mm -hmm. still going through a lot of these things. Everyone who has to do the full scope and scale of all this stuff for an actual event is who feels it. But I think like when there's a certain level of removal, as far as like, you know, you're either there for a shorter period of time or you have a very small section of things that you have to do. Like for me, when I was at the venue, it was like, you really just kind of have to make sure nothing catches fire. Sure. And that, you know, the venues are protected. Load in is happening as it needs to. But after that, it's pretty low key. Yeah. Um, or it's it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's um, meant to be, but you know, to be. things can happen. Things can happen. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's the culmination of all the things together that really drive it home and make it just awful the next day it's really yeah it's really intense for planners it's really intense for photographers like you said it can be very intense from like a floral and event design perspective Mm -hmm. whoever is so like there's kind of two pieces that come together to make the hangover really suck and (laughs) it's the manual and the like emotional mental side so like there's a actual manual labor aspect, which we, I know we've discussed on this podcast before, um, that is incredibly physical and you kind of summon strength that sometimes you like on your day-to-day basis, like don't have. And I know that's where it comes from for me. Like I don't have good upper body strength. I don't have good grip strength. I don't, I don't normally involve myself in <laughs> physical uh, feats of strength. So but on wedding day, you have no choice but to like, so like it's for me, it's literally using muscles that I do not use. Like mm-hmm. I probably need to like weight train so that I can Same. have a better, like have a better time on event I, days. And I wonder too, how the, cause you know who I greatly uh, admire for their talents is those rental companies that are delivering these 
oh mountains my gosh. of chairs yes giant heavy pieces setting them up putting Eight facades out, multiple of them a day too yeah and then tearing them down at night the furniture like you're just walking in a sofa it's like moving someone's home like three times a day and, every weekend and and some of those people have to move them out also at mm-hmm. the end of the day because sometimes i think i think most of them try to like flip who's delivering versus yeah. who's striking. striking yeah but i don't i have definitely seen the same people both times before on occasion mm-hmm. and i just like wow and yes they More get a little power. bit of a they get a break for the duration of the events happening but like ew midnight yeah rolling back in if having ever moved, moved furniture and like a lot sometimes this like it's worth noting sometimes they're having to go upstairs Mm. with furniture it's like literally moving house there's sofas there's facades there's like cabinetry and shelving and bars and long distances long distances sometimes you have no choice but to walk at certain venues there's like a uh there's an attention to not like be damaging the floors and stuff like that sometimes they just literally have to hoist and Mm. just just go on foot and it's like if you've ever like moved your furniture around in your own in one room like not even moved out of your apartment or house if you ever had a day where you're like I want to put the couch on that wall and like I want to move like the tv over here and you just move these things around do you when you're done with that aren't you kind of done for the day like (laughs) I'm typically not like at 11 p.m like all right I'm ready to move it all back where it was right like no one wants to do that. Like it's super hard to like exert that amount of energy. Then when you stop, the soreness starts to set in. Like that's been my thing, like in my new endeavor, which I will share more on at some point, I'm sure, is that we, you kind of have a, the, the adrenaline is sustaining you for the install. And you just know like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's like the getting back in the truck and driving it back like from the venue like sometimes the venue is like almost an hour away Mm -hmm. and that your muscles and everything start to settle and then you have to get out of the truck and like unload it Mm -hmm. and it's like oh my gosh but I stopped and I was sitting and I've been off my feet and like that's the worst mistake like like, I mean there's nothing I can do other than to there's nothing I can do to prevent that but it's 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 difficult it is so difficult and we're doing so many different things like that's a great example with rentals, but like planners could have their hands on just about anything on a wedding day. I wonder what muscles I work whenever I'm unfolding a heavy BBJ linen and like doing the motion. Yes. To get it the, unfolded. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. And like, you know, because we just did that motion and I felt my latissimus dorsi <laughs> tense up. <laughs> actually what it's called I think it is your dorsal things <laughs> like the swimmers fins that's what I felt oh I can feel the stretch <laughs> like, oh my yes God. like we're throwing linens on a table like what else Rachel like lifting boxes moving boxes. moving things from one place to another like, and when I say boxes the- I mean like the boxes have things in them yes we're going to be moving empty boxes too but like the boxes generally speaking have things in them when we're at least at the beginning Mm -hmm. and there's like a lot of repetitive motion of like you put your cart you open your trunk and you put the cart down so you're like reaching into your car and down to the cart and into your car and down to the cart one of the days I've been the most sore was when I wasn't even lifting heavy things it was just I kept having to pick things up and move it over 
like in yes. the same spot. I can't remember what it was, but I remember I was like, this isn't that bad. I just got to do this multiple times. And the next day I was like, oh my God, I'm sore from lifting something light that many times. And yes, it's almost I mean, like CrossFit. I need events are like <laughs> like a jungle gym, like one of those recreational centers they have for kids where there's all the different toys and you can like swing and you can jump and you can fall in the, the pit of foam. And but it's like there's all these different like activities that you could potentially do that will work out different muscle groups, <laughs> depending on what they are. And like you'll sometimes, you know, and like I try to lift with my legs, but sometimes I'm like out my hip or I got that lower back or you get that weird left butt cheek cramp <laughs> it's always the left it's always the left and you walk funny and they're like are you okay I'm like i'm fine you're like wait what's that walk? your leg your walk um kelsey has a very distinctive walk <laughs> when she's when she's falling apart at the end of the night what does your mom call it <laughs> annalise keating from how to get away with murder viola davis's character <laughs> The way she just kind of like stomps around, like with her briefcase, slightly hunched forward. My mom was like, you're Annaleasing. <laughs> and I look like I'm tired because I am. I am haggard. It's so funny. It's, it's, so it's the Annalise Keating walk. Yeah. Mine's pretty rough, though. Like if I sit down and then stand back up, that's when I start to kind of have like a little bit of a waddle. I think the worst, though, is like. Cause my feet will hurt really bad. I need to like, I need, I have one of those little spiky balls that you're supposed to like roll your foot out on. Mm-hmm. I need to be more consistent on that. Cause I have noticed that that helps, but mm. I, um, I have a hard time when I'm in my car, like my feet will start to throb when I get off of them. So pushing the gas pedal on my car will kind of start. Yes. To but once I get out of my car from wherever I'm coming from, getting out of my car and into my house, I'm like so, so... stiff. The, difficult that's why i'm like the rigor mortis has set in i am it does like i'm tight i'm and- locked up <laughs> to reactivate all the muscles and it happens so quickly and no matter how much liquid iv i chug yep. and ibuprofen like it and all the creams and everything like that i will still feel it that quickly my body is just like that was cool i'm gonna shut down now Good yeah, luck completely. for the rest like, of what has Excuse to me. What the hell was that in there? <laughs> who, who do you think you are? I know I did not just, you did not just, okay, fine. You stretched me out past my limit. I'm about to just completely cease <laughs> all operations. <laughs> it's almost like you need to get in the car after a wedding and immediately start applying Tiger Balm. Mm-hmm. Like so I just need to body. have Biofreeze in the passenger seat. And before I even turn the car on or before I at least I'll turn the car on and get the AC blowing. And then I will begin to liberally apply biofreeze to my knees, hips and joints because it's it it will set in and you will lock up. I promise you between I don't know, there's times I'm driving from Denton. Sometimes you're just downtown Dallas. I mean, any event of any stretch of time where you're just seated. There's times it's like the shoes hurt worse than being barefoot. So you just drive Mm. home barefoot. But then you got to put the shoes back on. So like you got to really pick your battles there because you're like, I got my fuzzy slippers, my fuzzy house shoes. Game changer. True. I have changed since I got my like foam slippers. I've been wearing those. And that's all. That's also, mind you, the only shoe I can wear for like the three days following an event. It's like I can only (laughs) wear the foam slippers. Like I can't put my foot in the tennis shoe. I cannot. 
I don't, I can't do a flat. I can't do a sandal. It's gotta be the foam slippers. I think some places also are better than like, if I'm at a hotel, the vent hangover is not usually that bad. I'm like tired the next day right. and my feet are a little bit sore, but I'm like, cool. But there are certain venues where mm-hmm. I know if I'm at one, I'm going to be out of commission yep. <laughs> for the next 24 hours. That one, yep. that one time that I had the double header, that was the wonderful learning experience. I was at two venues that are generally that are both so- fall under that criteria. Correct. Yes. One of them, because one of them, stairs, <laughs> yes. and one of them, because it's just a huge property and they were back to back. And then I had to get on a flight the next morning at like 6 a.m. I was a shell of a human being that weekend. It that was, was huskish. That, that you were a husk. Very husk. I was full Thanos snap, dust in the wind. I was not. Yeah. Like when you see like when a snake sheds and you just see the shed, that's. That was me. That was a, like, that's been those. Yeah. Those two venues are both tough in their own right. And they were Friday and a uh, Saturday and a Sunday back to back. Just, just a mess. And that was one where like I did both. Oh, yeah. You were with her. me. Duh. Yeah. So yeah. Like I showed up to the Sunday one, like, Hey y'all. <laughs> like, yeah we was at the other one yesterday <laughs> tough manual labor big 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 part of wedding days and like anybody worth their you know stuff is gonna be willing to do that for you and again it's almost like like I said it's like you summon it you know how people talk about mom strength where if your baby's under a car like moms have lifted cars because they're just like that adrenaline rush just gives them what they need to save their child mm-hmm. that's like what it, it's like you just are like huh something's going wrong or something doesn't necessarily have to be going wrong but I know there's times when I'm like this has to happen I'm the only person that can do it and it's not a task that I would typically trust myself with or like a weight that I would typically trust myself to carry <laughs> but I pick it up and I go across the room and we figure it out or like in you're also everything's so delicate. Like I know for me with floral arrangements, it scares me. Like the big floral arrangements. Oh my God, yes, I won't touch so anything heavy. over thirty pounds because even if like, even if like yes, I can lift thirty pounds over my head, but like that's a lot of pressure for something that I'm not typically doing. Correct. And it's like I can God lift a thirty pound brick I that I don't care about, but I have to hold this flowers a certain weight another great example is real wedding cakes oh, like if God. you're full if you have like a multi-tiered wedding cake and it's all real cake that is so heavy and especially the more decor if you you know if you have fondant or whatever like the, the, some people's cakes are dense they're covered in flowers like the cake itself can be like sometimes you have a lighter cake sometimes you have like a more heavy cake um it's so nerve-wracking because <laughs> even with I would put cake like way beyond flowers like with flowers if I even drop that on the floor there's you there's things you can do to recover and like fix that if I drop the cake that's a wrap that's it like, we can't we can't do anything about that so I a typically just flatly refuse to move a cake but I mean there's been times when I've had to put my hands on it and I'm just like I try to get help but you hold, you know, like when you're holding something sacred and precious, you're hold your your tensor, you're holding it in a different way than you you wouldn't just like throw it over your shoulder. It's like if I'm holding one of these big, beautiful, expensive flower arrangements, like I'm probably uh, using a muscle group. I'm accessing strength and and 
and like balance from muscle groups that I'm not accustomed to because I'm like, I have to hold it a certain way. It can't tip over. It can't fall. Then you have to lower it ever so carefully onto its vase or urn or whatever, or onto the floor. Like I did a lot of that this weekend. We had like a um, crescent altar where the florals, yeah, ground crescent where the florals were built on like pieces of two by four, like plywood. And they came together and it looks like a seamless arc of flowers, gorgeous, but then they repurposed it to their stage facade. So we had to go from ceremony, but like you have to bend, you have to get your fingers right. You have to get the, the, um, to where it doesn't, cause it's kind of top heavy or front heavy. Cause the flowers are all on the front and then you have to lower it ever so carefully and put it in place and you're not damaging and bruising the roses. And even that was like such a task. And I, I, I can tell exactly where in my back. I can feel that task. Yeah. I think it's common for people to think too that just a slight side tangent. I understand that, you know, whenever you see, like if you have to flip your floral because you're repurposing it to try and maximize your budget allocations and things like that, it a lot of the times becomes an assumption that, hey, we have a planner who's just running things. We don't need to pay the florist to flip mm. and handle it. Yeah. Put it on the planner. Yep. I need planners to know your strengths and weaknesses. Yes. And be okay with saying no. Say no. Because if it's a little compo situation, sure. Sure. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I'm not going to have you pay the the fee to, to do that. But when it gets into those big boys or installs or if the word deconstructed enters the conversation yes it's a no <laughs> install yeah. no I no pass that along and it's still not going to be as expensive as buying additional florals that don't need to be flipped a flip fee is almost never going to exceed like it's still going to save you money to pay your florist and your event designer a flip fee to transfer flowers and other elements of the ceremony and make them be repurposed at the reception mm -hmm. that's still not going to cost you as much as just buying everything twice so it's still worth it in my opinion for sure and then it's like as the planner you need to be assuming you have to expect the unexpected so even if you have a ironclad timeline you do not know who or what may throw a wrench in that so just you know don't rely on just oh no it's a guarantee that because then it ends up adding an extra task or like it ends up taking up space in your brain you also don't want to like be occupied like from end to end with absolutely no wiggle room of like mm -hmm. you have to be doing something the whole time it's nice sometimes to have that breathing room and also my final point will be that the people that built it are typically aware of how to handle it and manage it and how not to manhandle it you know like how to mm -hmm. pick it up in a way that it needs to be picked up and they understand the mechanics behind these pieces and can safely make the transfer um, as opposed to like, not saying that, you know, like planners are like heavy handed or anything, but it's nice to have been in the studio and understand the, the building of it all and know like, here's the best way to pick this up. And here's the safest way to get it across the room or across town sometimes, because that's, mm -hmm. that's another one. Please don't get married at church and have your reception at, a hotel or a different location altogether and it's like oh well we need to like take the church we need the planner to take the church arrangements from the church to across town in their vehicle well depending on what they are 
depending on what the, i mean like i'm thinking like your big your giant yeah, like, like altar pieces if it's pew markers again sure yeah. well i guess even that mm, we'll just see. it also depends on your pictures too like you're because yeah. a lot of times they're like well we want to take pictures with the flowers up there at the and altar you're, so your it's planner like from a timing exactly yep. <laughs> from a timing perspective your planner now has to wait instead of getting that head start and trying to get to your reception venue ahead of guests your guests are going to be leaving immediately from the from the church and going to the reception venue your planner's still stuck waiting for you to finish your pictures and then they're going to have to walk through all your guests with this flower arrangement that's not yet on the table there's just that's a whole other thing unrelated to event hangover but you know we always have to throw an extra tidbit in to these Rich. things also i feel like planners if that's happening you should be accounting for an assistant like you need to have the hands you need to be making sure you're staffed appropriately if something is like that so that your timing doesn't get thrown off and you if you do get stuck in something like that then you have the people appropriately handling the reception or that can handle the transfer while you're at the reception so that needs to either be built into your pricing or you need to have something that says that you can charge for something like that the the cost has to come somewhere someone has Correct. to pay for it somehow right but which like, is why i'm thinking it's best to just pass if they're gonna have to pay might you as well just do it you with may as well forest. just do it with yeah yes exactly please. Um, please but don't try to like save money by offering that for free from your own hands because it's it's not even that you can't do it like physically it's just that i mean it's it's so hard to feel like you're in control of the situation from a management perspective the perk of being professionals in this industry too and the scale and why things go so smoothly these days and why weddings cost more is because you've got aces in their places you've got people handling their own section of oh, things yeah. it's yep. gone are the days where you had one person doing the decor the coordinating helping to set plates and get like everyone should be the master of their own domain yep cross your own t's and dot your own i's yes and you should be able to trust everybody to sure. do so and if that happens then everybody feels a little bit better event hangovers are minimalized a little bit to some degree <laughs> smoother yeah that's another like that's another note on like pricing and like the scope and scale of weddings and like seeing is is you know, not always believing in these cases. You're not just seeing someone like, it's just, I think that the physicality of it, which is why like, I really wanted to make the point about the manual labor is that the physicality of it is so lost on people. I think people think it just, it's like, I'm like flowers shouldn't cost that much. Or like, I'm, you know, paying, like I'm looking up the prices of a rose and like, I would expect to be charged the price of the rose and the rose only as if like the rose just places itself in an arrangement and the arrangement places itself on a table. Like That's not it. Like it is so physically demanding to get this stuff done that it causes a lasting effect to everyone even when we're all operating separately even if we're dividing our roles properly we're still all gonna be really beat down and it it that you're that is just yet another example of the things that you're paying for not just like well at Kroger I can get 12 roses for 12.99 and 
I expect to see that like $12.99 line item. That's all I'm paying you for. Not the design, not the, you know, the trucks I have to rent to put everything in the mileage of gas to get to these venues, the people I have to pay to do it. Somebody come back at the just nth hour. Like you will never see these. You'll never see them. If we did our jobs properly and it's just all out and it looks stunning and it looks really just clean and finished, then that's how it's supposed to look. And it kind of, unfortunately for us sometimes creates an illusion that it is very simple and it's very easy um, because it, we make it look easy. But um, the thing is, if we make it look hard, you will notice <laughs> it looks like it was difficult. It'll look pretty beat up. So you are That's... paying for the luxury of ignorance. Yep. You get to not wonder how this happened. Yes. That is that is a privilege that you have, because if you are willing to invest in the most professional um services and products that you can then you will you will reap those rewards in peace of mind and a blissful ignorance consider your ignorance your return on investment (laughs) is that gonna be the blurb (laughs) yes (laughs) damn (laughs) i said something recently that i was like i need to write that shit down i am so profound um what was it i think i was I said something along the lines of like, you're not paying me to have a perfect wedding. Like, I mean, that is the goal, essentially. Yes, of yeah. course. Like, that is what the the thinking is, right? But you're actually paying me so that you can think that you had the perfect wedding. Because you're not going to. Yes. The wedding will not be perfect. It absolutely no, it not. is not. You're paying for me to make you think that it was perfect. Yes. And that's where it is. That is, is you're going to see it. It's because... Yeah. You're paying for the illusion of perfection. Yes. Things will go wrong. No matter how hard we plan and detail everything and cross our T's and dot our I's and everything, something will go wrong. And And I'm going to fix it as much as installing the proper parties to manage those incidents. Yes. And there's going to be, somebody's going to have to manage it, boo-boo. There's going to be something that's going to happen and it's either going to be you or it's going to be me so you can save yourself the headache and save yourself because you'll have an event hangover the next day along say, the, to go with your real you're hangover. paying to not have the event hangover as right. you embark on your honeymoon you are paying me <laughs> to get to enjoy your self-inflicted alcohol hangover <laughs> you get to have an alcohol hangover because i took on the event hangover part Absolutely. And the that kind of speaks to the mental piece, the mental labor, the emotional labor part of it all that coincides with the physical that makes you feel have the brain fog. Like that's where you get the brain deadness and the I'm not computing simple math and I can't pronounce words anymore. It's almost like you have like this word quota like that at the end of, the, of a wedding. I've used it like I've talked as much as I can talk. I can't, I don't have words anymore. And so they start getting jar jumbled and just, just garbled and I'm saying them in the wrong order. And I'm, I'm missing like, why say lot word when few word do trick? (laughs) You're doing a lot of management, especially as a planner or like a design, a designer. Um, 
you're managing a lot of people. You're telling people where to go, what to do. If there's a flip, that is like so, so much more communication that you're having to do. The amount of time that you have, event flips are so intense. They are so intense. This flip that I just had this past weekend Mm -hmm. was possibly the most intense flip of my life. Like the one that we did for you out in um, Scurry. Scurry. (laughs) (laughs) That one, cakewalk compared to this. Yeah. This was. We also had about as many hands on that you had. I was scared too, but I. I completely agree with you. I will agree with you 100%. We had such an amazing team. I had five people with me that day. The caterers were incredibly accommodating. The venue was incredibly accommodating. So we got it done. They were like, I guess they read the paperwork too. That was helpful because I barely had to give any instruction. So mine was that the issue, the I think the key part between yours and mine was that yours, I don't remember were people still taking pictures at the altar during the flip? No, right? No, we, they already had decided. No, we didn't do any pictures at the altar. Mine got pushed back and we had to do pictures in like, people were still in there for pictures and doing like post ceremony. We had to. And that was the key thing because we could only get certain and we were working with, I mean, it's a big space still, but you know, we had to kind of mitigate that, you know, trying not to bump in over, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't um, know. Trying uh, to impede on, you know, the photos happening at the yeah, altar yeah. still. While things are shuffling around, it was loud. It was chaotic. One of the girls that was assisting me was like, I was blown away by how calm you kept. And I was like, oh, great. I'm yeah, it was a chaotic that, that was the scene. facade that was seen because <laughs> internally I was having a conniption. <laughs> you are paying me for a facade. You're paying me for a a um mirage <laughs> of <Truly>. calm. It was <laughs> peace. It That's was kind of similar else. to um my the company I work for, we had a flip as well and the um altar was still being used as a photo backdrop. Mhm. And it's not the biggest space either. So we like did our no, best to work around. Yes. And we were on one side of the elevator, like the smaller side, I'm pretty sure, because we were reserving the other side for like, and they had a band, they had a full oh, band. Oh God. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Oh, 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 they had stations. So there was tables everywhere. Like we had everything you could put in that space. And they were also like, we're going to use the backdrop, the ceremony backdrop, which I don't blame them. It was gorgeous mm-hmm. um, as their photos and it wasn't even just that I could have dealt with that it was at the photographer she was so sweet and she worked with us so so well so I just want to if she's listening I want to give her credit we were very appreciative of you but there's just some things you can't avoid where like she had to stand back a certain amount in the room to get the pictures so like we were like Mm -hmm. you're standing where the table needs to go yep she's like where do I need to go and I'm like I I'm not willing to ruin these people's photos so we will just have to work around you like I'm she was so nice to ask and to try to accommodate, but she, where she was in the room was like, at we, and then it was like, okay, well, if we put a table right here, will it be in the picture? <laughs> like, how do we, it was intense. So it was like the combination of, it was the same room. The venue wasn't very big. They had a full size band. They were taking pictures at the altar. 
and all the tables were like off to one side and they had to be rolled and or placed because the round tables didn't have wheels. And because those weren't placed, we had to then like lay a linen on all of them mm-hmm. and then set them and put the flowers, at least the rectangles we like could set ahead of time. Anyway, all these are little details. But yeah, like it, if you have to do a whole, a full room flip, not just like taking flowers from one place to another, that's a smaller scale of a flip. But if you are having your ceremony in a room that then that same exact room has to be cleared out and tables put in it to have a reception in that same exact room, that's a full scale room flip. And there's things that you need to be thinking about from a timeline and photos perspective that may need to be like uh, exceptions or I don't want to say like, what am I trying to say? Conditions or compromises. Thank you. Compromises may need to be made where like you have this beautiful backdrop for your altar you want that to be in the background of all of your pictures but if if it's going to stay there for your reception flip like it'll make it in the pictures you probably the best compromise there is to take pictures somewhere else because it's if we can't get to it and your photos run behind for any reason like you say yours like they were behind anyway and then it's like and we like must stand here to take these pictures so it just makes it to where well my hands are tied I can't I have to flip the room and we only have so much time, but I'm not allowed to touch these things because you're taking pictures with them. Yeah. The pictures, that... <laughs> pictures are something else. Like that's they really are. one of the biggest driving factors on a timeline and like trying Truly. to the mental gymnastics of trying to manage that timeline around photos on the front end, let alone on the day of when things pivot yeah. is entirely like. And typically God. like that's the thing we're not, we're not compromising on. We're doing the least amount of compromise on photos. I've seen very few yeah. weddings that have said, okay, we'll just take out a chunk of picture time to make this work. No, like we're never doing that. <laughs> we're not- Imagine. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh yeah, we could just skip the like family. No, we don't do that. We have to get all the pictures. Like that's the thing. So like we are like, okay, what, how are we going to adapt? How, what are we going to scoop out of our list of needs? Or what are we going to accelerate in order to make sure that you get all the pictures that you want. And that's mm-hmm. the type of things you have to keep in mind and be constantly that are playing on like a never ending cassette tape for all you <laughs> millennials and older out there. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the like constant loop that is playing in your head. And that is making it to where you literally feel like you can't speak sometimes like the night after or the, the day after you've done the wedding brain fog like it's like I'm not a dyslexic person but I sometimes like is this what it feels like (laughs) Like, because I (laughs) I can't read I I can't even like I I can't comprehend things the same way because you really have exercised that brain muscle (laughs) very difficult stuff so that also contributes I'm sure like you know the physical part of it is certainly I would say at least for me I'll speak for myself it's the biggest part for me it's very um humbling to not be able to walk <laughs> like the day after. Hmm. I'm analyzing for a solid couple days after each event. Like I don't know if you like we've said this before too. There's no pair of shoes that fixes it either. There's I not a pair of shoes on mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just wear comfortable shit. No, that's not how being on your feet for 14 hours straight works. There's not shoes that can cancel out the effects of being on your feet for 14 hours and if any of you has found a shoe that is cute 
that's the thing is the cute. I there think. it is. Like I refuse to look like, I mean, I have a, I have a line, you know, I don't want to look like a science experiment. Like I don't <laughs> want to look like I work in a lab. Some of these shoes are real experiment, like real, like prototype ish. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I want it to look like it had, cause again, back to that, like looking appropriate and dressing well piece, you know, in like the premium to the high end wedding world, you have to carry yourself and present a certain way. So mm -hmm. I don't want to wear something that looks like Ugly. it came off of a UFO <laughs> <laughs> or is like so chunky. I don't, you know, I don't work in a hospital. I don't work in <laughs> a restaurant, a restaurant, a lab, whatever. And like, you know, when you're, when you're a little more front facing. So like a lot of times other professionals will wear like the more just comfortable standard orthopedic yeah, type shoes, but they're like, not yeah, exactly. You don't, you're not actually walking amongst and like being, you're very much unseen or meant to be unseen, but I'm like interfacing with guests and having to talk to like the client, their bridegroom, their parents, you just, you know, and they, especially the more um, formal the dress code is for the wedding. Like if it's a black tie wedding, the more important it is that you also like, you know, I've, I don't think I've, I'm not at the point where I'm doing like weddings or working a wedding, like in a ball gown, but you certainly at least don't want to be like in your, I don't even know what to call them. But the, I, I don't, I can't, I'm struggling because event hangover. This is a <laughs> meta this episode is like breaking the fourth wall because like we're talking about its inception that we are talking about event hangovers while having them. And so you're getting to hear some of the actual results. It's That's hard. the kind of premium content that we deliver. That's it. Only the best for our listeners. You get my half functioner. My brain is only half functioning at this moment. So I'm pulling. There's only, it's almost like a game of Simon. Like my brain is like <laughs> split into four quadrants. And like when, like they're all lighting up at different times. And so I'm like having <laughs> to strategically pull the information I need from the lit part because they're not all functioning simultaneously. <laughs> so this is why Mondays are sacred. We need to sleep. I cannot produce coherent thoughts as it pertains to your event while I am. Like, think about if you, have you ever been to work with a hangover? Think about that. And <laughs> that's how we feel. <laughs> how much are you getting done when you've been out all night and you're hungover and you're trying to sit at your desk and write emails? Can't be done. It's, it's hard. So let us... Oh, to Rachel's earlier point, I do, we, let's all be in prayer for our friend, Rachel, that she will get to a point that she is not working on Mondays, or at least quite as hard as she is currently, because it really should be a true off day. And I know that people want to hear from you because it's a Monday, but this world does not operate the same as the rest of the business world. I just think that's just, it just I, does not operate the same. I think what I'm going to do <clears throat> for myself is just not schedule appointments on Mondays, but I might allow myself to still do emails because it stresses me out seeing my inbox get too big on and then I have to play catch up you know like if I if I feel like I'm behind then all I'm thinking about during the day is what I'm going to say to those emails 
I guess I just got to a point where I'm like, I'm aware that Monday is going to create a little bit of an influx, but Tuesday is a day that I'm not going to schedule any meetings so that I can coordinate and get my life in, and then I'll feel so much better. But I've also, so it's kind of like best of both worlds where you got to regain your consciousness on Monday and then go into Tuesday speaking English. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Um, I think what I just need to do is stop actually scheduling meetings on Monday, which I, I kind of, I think I have been doing that. I haven't been, I haven't been all over the place on a Monday in a minute. So I've been slowly transitioning, but yeah, anyways. it's well, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. That's, that's good. I just, Thanks for looking to, out, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we need to be our best selves. And sometimes it's like, you want to, you want to have, you don't want to have to do anything. Like it's not like you want to have the freedom to do nothing if that's what you I, choose. And I definitely do have that. Cause I've had that a lot lately and I'm like, Ooh, I want to <laughs> I be doing more or less nothing. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, that's event hangover y'all. That's, that's all the facets and all the things that contribute. And we're in it. We're in it. <laughs> this fine holiday weekend. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Well, as always, thank you for listening. That's first and foremost, always for me. Um, episode nine is here. And I'm just glad that this kooky idea that these kooky gals had <laughs> is finally on uh, tape. I don't know what to call this. I was going to say paper or record. It's not video. It's just been memorialized or uh, I don't know what to say. It's not going time. well. I don't know what to say. Thank you so much for listening. There you go. That's what I want to say. There you go. And please continue to listen, share, rate, and review us wherever you're listening. Um, continue to submit your indictments we would love to hear from you guys. It was really, really fun um, having questions to ask like our guests last week. Um, we're thinking about renewing that format. Um, if Even if it's like just me and Rachel, um, where we just have episodes where there's no topic in particular, it's basically an AMA and you guys just submit your questions and we spend uh, the episode answering them and we could kind of do it like blind react not blind react but you know just like we're not going to look at the questions ahead of time we'll just like grab them and and go for it so those will be some of our more fun more candid episodes we're looking forward to, to experimenting with some new formats so the more content we get for that and the more questions we get the better if we can get enough questions we can potentially just do one big q a with r and k <gasps> That's so cute. The title. <laughs> I still got it. I still got it. You Rest can't in peace take for me that down. last brain cell as it made the final push. In the arms of the angel. <laughs> oh yeah. That's it. That's that literally it. <laughs> Write it down somewhere so we don't forget. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. I think we should both go get some rest. We're not, we're not doing great. (laughs) I'm going to go late. I'm going to go sit down hard somewhere. I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm going to hang out with a friend, but we are not of the gallivanting spirit. So Mm. So, yes.
<laughs> today at least. All right. Well, lovely as always. Yes, we'll yes. See y'all next week. Nope. Not next week. The week after. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. We will see y'all when we see you.